Greetings, my friends. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me on the journey today. Our chapter day journey is taking us to Exodus, the 38th chapter today. And I pulled out the fourth verse, which says, He made for the altar a grating, a network of bronze under its ledge, attending halfway down. Today's podcast is entitled, A Lesson in the Margins. One of the things I've observed along my life journey is what little appreciation I often have for how good I have it and how different, and I mean by that comparatively great, life is today compared to the other 99% of human history. Those who read the text version of my posts at TomVanderwell.com may notice that I will often quote different verses from different English translations and paraphrases. And I typically put uh, a little parenthetical acronym behind the reference to let those who care about such things know which translation or paraphrase the quote is from. And those who care about such things may have noticed that these chapter-a-day posts from my current journey through the Exodus story have come from the NRSVCE, which stands for the New Revised Standard Version Catholic Edition. Now, what's strange about that? Well, I am not, nor have I ever been, Roman Catholic. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Boom. I have been reading the chapter each morning from the St. John's Bible, which happens to be the NRSVCE translation. Now stick with me here. There is a point to all this. The events we're reading about in Exodus happened somewhere roughly around 1500 BC or BCE. It was roughly 1500 AD when Gutenberg and his printing press created the first mass printed copies of the Exodus text. That means for 3,000 years, the only copies of Exodus were those which were copied by hand using whatever utensils and materials were available. For roughly 1,000 years, followers of Jesus painstakingly copied the text of the great story and added to their handwritten copies beautiful calligraphy, ornate illustrations, artistic flourishes, and these beautiful hand-copied versions of the great story are known as illuminated manuscripts. You'll find them mostly in uh, rare book dealers and art museums these days. Now, after mass printing became available, the art of illuminated manuscripts became obsolete. But in 1998, Donald Jackson, who is Queen Elizabeth's calligrapher in England, in conjunction with fellow scribes and some scholars and brothers at St. John's Abbey at St. John's University in Minnesota, began work on a handwritten illuminated manuscript of the great story. It's the first one of its kind in 500 years. Now, the combination of text and artwork has been published in seven gorgeous volumes, and Wendy and the girls have gifted to me over the years. I've got all seven volumes now. So each morning of this journey through the Exodus story, I have come to the quiet of my office, and I read the chapter in the beautiful calligraphy of the St. John's Bible. 
This morning, I encountered something unusual. Donald Jackson and his fellow human scribes made an error. They left out the first half of verse (laughs) 4. I can imagine when you put in countless hours of painstaking, intense artistic labor, you don't just simply scrap the page and start over. So what do you do? Well, in the margin of today's chapter, the scribes drew a beautiful eagle holding a rope in its talons, and its beak was pointing to the space between the lines where the missing text was supposed to go. Now, the rope in the eagle's talons descends down the margin all the way to the bottom of the page, where I found the first half of the verse inside a text box around which the eagle's rope appears to be hand-tied and knotted. Brilliant and beautiful. Now, in yesterday's post, I noted that sometimes with the seemingly boring and rote information in certain chapters of the great story, I have to look outside the text in order to find what God's Spirit has to teach me that day. It's always there if I'm open to it, and it's taught me an important spiritual lesson. In God's creation, everything is connected. Now, yesterday, it was in the meta-communication of repetition that I found meaning. Today, I find my lesson in the human error of the handwritten text and the lesson in the margin of the page. The scribes of St. John's Bible made a mistake. Now, I wonder how far along they were in the page before they discovered it, or had it already been completed before an editor discovered the bad news? I can only imagine the guttural groan of the calligraphers, the agonizing team meeting that may have taken place, the depths of artistic shame and despair that may have accompanied the moment the oversight came to light. Now, this life journey is filled with human mistakes. Buy me a pint, and I will give you an entire list of mistakes that I have made along the way. Mistakes that, when they came to light, created all sorts of groans, agonizing, shame, and despair for me. But I've discovered through those stretches of life's road that God is not a God of condemnation and shame, believe it or not. That's just human experience projected on the divine or the enemy twisting the truth and passing it off to those who have no desire to actually ask, seek, or knock. God does what the scribes did. He takes my failures and my shame and does something artistic with it. He molds the old mistakes into a new creation. He redeems it. Now, in the quiet this morning, this ancient lyric from Psalm 30 rose from my memory bank. It's written by King David who had a boatload of his own failures and shame. Quote, I give you all the credit, God. You got me out of this mess. You didn't let my foes gloat. God, my God, I yelled for help and you put me together. You pulled me out of the grave and gave me another chance at life when I was down and out. You did it. You changed my wild lament into a whirling dance. 
You ripped off my black morning band and decked me with wildflowers. I am about to burst with song. I can't keep quiet about you. God, my God, I can't thank you enough. My friend, if you find yourself staring at the consequences of your own mistakes and failures, trust that God wants to make something beautiful out of it. As God put it to the Hebrews after delivering them out of Egypt, quote, I carried you on eagle's wings and brought you to myself, end quote. Hope you have a good day in the journey, my friends. We'll see you tomorrow. Tomorrow.